Hey, this is Vince Smith, and you're listening to Insomnia Radio Detroit. And now, from Motor City, USA, Detroit, Michigan, spinning the best local original music and giving it to the world, this is Insomnia Radio Detroit. And now, your host for Insomnia Radio Detroit, Les Zaldor. Hello. Remember me? Yes, I'm Les Zaldor of Zaldor's World Podcast. And of course, this is this this show you're listening to right now, Insomnia Radio Detroit. Yes, I know it's been a long time, but I promise you I will be back more often. I'm working on trying to get some more great Detroit music because there's a ton of Detroit music. It's just I haven't had the time to find it right now. But uh, I'm bringing you more very soon. This episode is going to be a special interview episode that I did with my friend Vince Smith. He is putting out a new album that just comes out right now, today. You can get over at his website, Anthology in Acoustic, which is a great, if you like acoustic music, it's a great, great, great album to get. So if you, if you enjoy the interview, enjoy the music you hear in here, and if you like acoustic music, check it out. So this is a great interview I did with him not to, last week, and I did it, and uh, I thought I'd share it with you guys here on Insomnia Radio Detroit. This is, I'm going to start things off with a song from Vince, his song, Take It On Faith. It's track 11 on the anthology, anthology and acoustic. Say that five times fast. And uh, then we'll get into the interview with him. So here is Vince Smith, Take It On Faith, right here on Insomnia Radio Detroit. This is episode number 30. Who can say that there really is a heaven waiting for us when we pass away? To say that there's a lake of fire We will burn in and we live our lives the wrong way We look down at the floor We believe in the world As we kneel in the presence of the Lord And the strength that we need In this world of hate and greed Is what we're praying for Gotta take it on faith Take it on faith yeah. You don't have to see You just got to believe Take it on faith yeah. Who can tell me all about our future? Nobody knows any more than me All I know is I love the answer And the truth is gonna set you free We look down at the floor We believe in the world As we kneel in the presence of the Lord And the strength that we need In this world of hate and greed Is what we're praying for Gotta take it on faith Take it on faith You don't have to see You just got to believe Take it on faith
Welcoming to Insomni Radio Detroit is my good friend Vince Smith, who's just getting ready to put out his new CD anthology and acoustic and is available over at vincesmithmusic.com or is it myspace.com slash vincesmithmusic? Myspace.com slash vincesmithproject. Project. Thank you. Been right. wanting to change that for five years, but they won't let me. Nah, that's, that's MySpace for you. So how are you doing today, Vince? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Good to talk to you. As always, I've, I'm a longtime friend of yours, so, you know... I've known you for, gosh, it seems like 10 years at least. I think it's been about yeah, that. Yeah, it's been close to that. We've worked together on various Detroit projects, and uh, I've been a big supporter of your music since the very beginning. So looking well, forward I to it. thank you for that. And uh, yeah, you know, uh, since the whole Musicians Guild thing back in 2001, so we're talking yep. eight or nine years. Yeah, eight or nine years, yeah. So what what first got you started playing music way back when in the day? Well, let's see. When I first started playing music, it was... Uh, a family thing, sort of. My brother was a musician. He plays guitar and sings, and he was playing in bands and things. And and uh, I never really got into being into the music part of it, but I liked listening to music. And then when I got a little bit older, close, you know, like out of high school, I started uh, singing in a band. I was I was into a lot more heavier stuff than that, that at that time. Mm-hmm. I was listening to things like Ozzy and Sabbath and Priest and all that. <laughs> and uh, Played in a band called Black Rose. It's the first band I was ever in. And now, how, old were, how old were you at that time? I was 19. 19? Yeah. When did you first pick up a guitar and start playing? Or did you first start on the guitar or did you start with the bass? Because I know you played bass in a couple bands as well. Yeah, so. I started with the bass guitar. I started playing bass because I was writing songs before that as a vocalist and I couldn't teach anybody how to play them. <laughs> you know, you've got notes rolling around in your head and you're like, I need to be able to teach people how to play these songs. So I picked up a bass guitar and uh, started uh, playing around with that. And interesting story behind uh, the whole playing upside down thing. Right. Uh, yes, you play you play your your bass and regular guitar upside down as well. Yes, uh, I'm left-handed. Mm-hmm. Everybody I know is right-handed. Uh, you know, when you borrow an instrument from somebody, you borrow whatever you can, and everybody's got a right-hander. So I just you know started messing around with it upside down, and I ended up 
figuring out that I was pretty good at it. So I ended up playing like that and it stuck. And my brother used to like be on me all the time. You know, you should get a left handed guitar and learn the right way. And, and it never happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I still play backwards. Is, do you find it, do you find it weird when you, since you play upside down or backwards that if somebody wants you trying to show somebody how to play something? Oh, very much so. Uh, I was working on a song back. Let's see. A friend of mine was trying to do a project for Hunger in Detroit. Uh, I don't know if you remember. You remember the Hearing Aid project? No. Uh, Ronnie James Dio, after We Are the World and all that came out, he came out with this metal version of like, you know, like Live Aid and all that. Yeah. Uh, and they did an album with a bunch of heavy metal stars on it. And uh, after that, he got the bug and he wanted to do that for Detroit. So he called up all these musicians, like the guys from Halloween showed up and a bunch of the other bands showed up and we were in this studio doing the song. And I'm trying to show the bass player from Halloween how to play the song upside down. He wanted me to lay down on the floor <laughs> so that he could watch me play and figure it out. <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm not going to lay on the floor. <laughs> so you didn't lay down on the floor for him then? No. No. I won't lay down on the floor for anybody. No. <laughs> kidding but yeah that but that's you know one of the many many interesting stories i remember playing a show when i was in a band called legato tees used to be called kiss and tell back in the day Mm -hmm. we were playing at blondies the old blondies the one on that used to be on seven mile in detroit right and uh guy come up to me and after the set and he's like damn that was some badass backwards bass playing (laughs) (laughs) and i was like what (laughs) You know, I never really, I never really think about it because it's just natural to me. But everyone else looks at it, and you know, they look at pictures of me online and go, "Why is the pit guard at the top of the hole?" You know, because the guitar is upside down, right. and it makes for interesting trying to buy guitars and trying to put a strap on them for sure. And the people probably selling you the guitar look at you funny, going, "Why is he playing it backwards?" Oh yeah, you know, every time I walk into Guitar Center. And pick up a guitar and try and play around with it or whatever. A crowd gathers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. Like, you know, yeah, it is a good thing. Huh? I mean, it's you know, it's kind of a curiosity. Everybody needs some kind of a conversation piece to get people interested in their music, and if that works for me, I'll take it. Yeah, it makes you unique. Yeah. Now, is uh, that the basis of your basis of your song "Upside Down"? No, actually. Uh, you would think it makes sense, but no. The the song "Upside Down" is about a girl who turned my world upside down. Uh, if you listen to the rest of the lyrics, you know it's it's um, it's actually about the same person that I wrote Stella about. Very cool. That's uh, I think I should play that here, so I will. Here's "Upside Down" by Vince Smith. as blind as I can be when you do those things to me can't you see you turn me upside down and I'm as deaf as I am blind cause you make me lose my mind can't you see you turn me upside down you drive me crazy when I feel your touch you drive me crazy I miss you so much, oh baby When your hair hangs down, it's amazing 
And I want to tell you that I I'm as blind as I can be When you do those things to me Can't you see you turn me upside down And I'm as deaf as I am blind Cause you make me lose my mind Can't you see you turn me upside down I see you My heart starts to pound And you speak to me Without making a sound I feel so empty When you push me away Girl I need you Please won't you let me stay Cause I'm as blind as I can be When you do those things to me Can't you see you turn me upside down I'm as deaf as I am blind Cause you make me lose my mind Can't you see you turn me upside down And inside out And all around Yeah, yeah As I can be when you do those things to me Can't you see you turn me I'm as deaf as I am blind Cause you make me lose my mind Can't you see you turn me I'm as blind as I can be When you do those things to me Can't you see you turn me upside down I'm as deaf as I am blind Cause you make me lose my mind Can't you see you turn me upside down And inside out And all around Now, do you, most of your writings is done by most of your personal experiences? Yes. Um, I'm a very uh, emotional writer and it seems like a lot of my... St- music comes straight out of me like about me I have a lot of songs that are about love and heartache and and, uh, personal experiences like uh, Ghosts in Your Mind Mm -hmm. being about you know my my parents both passing away within three months of each other in the same year and then you have other songs like that sound like they're about something else like Killing Time everybody's like okay it's about wasting a bunch of time, but it's like, it's actually like a biography, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, I do wish I had been, you know, and everybody does really, they wish they wouldn't have wasted their time instead of doing something more with their life. And that's basically, you know, that's the pattern that my writing seems to follow. Well, and speaking of killing time, I mean, that's like one of your most popular songs. It's one of my favorite songs by you. And that song is quite an old song. I mean, when did you first, when did you write killing time? Killing Time was written back in uh, 1998 yeah. and recorded in August of 1998. That was the one that was actually made it to the recording studio. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's kind of funny how that worked out. I had a bunch of songs ready to go for a CD, and uh, the money just wasn't there to finish the CD. So I got done with one song, which was Killing Time, which I picked because it was my least favorite. 
and it was the one I wanted to take in the studio and work out all the bugs before I went in and recorded the ones I liked. <laughs> and it ended up being, you know, ended up being a what do I know? Everyone else loves it type thing. Right, it's your least favorite, but everybody else loves it to death. Yeah, it's not really my least favorite anymore. No. <laughs> you know, I am kind of sick of it just because it's like, you know, I've been playing it for so long, but, you know. I, you know, I know how people like Aerosmith and bands like that that have, a, you know, have to play Sweet Emotion again yeah. or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, I still it's, I still love the song and it still holds true because I still, you know, I still fight every day with, uh, man, where did the hours go? I should have been busy doing something else. <laughs> <laughs> and one of those examples is this album, I mean, Acoustic and Anthology and Acoustic. I mean, this is the first time you've actually started putting an album together in I want to say at least five years, right? Yeah, this is the this is the first studio release of a, an entire full length album I've ever done. But as far as uh, Which, yeah, these are new going, songs, new songs. You haven't done a new song in quite a while. Yeah, I've got a lot of songs laying around. When I made this CD, I purposely picked out a lot of the songs that have been around for a while. Like I said, you know, like the title, it's an anthology which means it's, you know, from my entire career. I mean, uh, you were talking about Killing Time being from 1998. Lost is even older than that. Um, Lost, I think, was 1991, 1992 I wrote it, and it wow. was written in a totally different key for more of the 80s hair metal kind of thing. And it got revamped to where instead of playing it normal, I play it with a, a, a capo on the fifth fret and drop my voice down so it sounds you know more realistic you know i mean back back then everyone had to sing you know as high as humanly possible yeah. so it was a, sounded a lot different back then it sounded like a white snake song or something <laughs> now, were you any in any uh hair metal bands you know the whole time in, in the the late 80s early 90s uh, the bands that i were in were all a bunch of people that wanted nothing to do with the hair metal but we still wanted to play you know, music sort of in that style. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we all had long hair, but we all kind of dressed normal and we didn't have the earrings and the tattoos and all that stuff like in the 80s. You know, we looked more like Tesla than Guns N' Roses, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, we didn't wear spandex or, so you, the, know, you were like that the, kind of stuff. The anti-hair metal band then? Yeah, something like that. You know, we were all, we, we, you know... Uh, probably the one that was most like that would be um, when I played in Shady Lane back in 91 or like in uh, 89 I mean Shady Lane was an interesting experience uh, we played a lot of clubs around Detroit and we were talking to record companies and everything but unfortunately it broke up before it happened but I mean that was probably the closest thing that I was in to a uh, hair metal band hmm. <clears throat> so this uh, this album Anthology and Acoustic is made up of 12 songs, right? Correct. And yes. it's spanning from the, the oldest is lost. What's the newest song that's on there? The newest song that's on there is uh, Ghosts in Your Mind. That was written in 2003. Uh, I have songs written since then, but uh, the, re the reason I did the CD came together like it did was because there's been so many people that have wanted me to make a CD for so long. Mm -hmm. I, myself I, included. And I went back and grabbed all of their uh, favorites, <clears throat> put them all together on one CD and packaged it because I wanted to get it out there and uh, let people, you know, be able to hear what I heard in my head for so long. Because, you know, when you're when you're a musician, you can hear the song how you want it to be in your head. 
you know how do you want it to sound on tape how do you or you know on digital nowadays yeah but um <clears throat> how do you want this song to come out how you know i mean i can hear versions of my songs full versions with drums and everything going around in my head guitar solos everything putting it down in the studio is an expensive prospect if you want to do a full full album you know and the acoustic thing worked out good for me because i could do the entire thing at home myself now, so Which, you, you did you record this whole album at your house by yourself yeah i didn't have a producer i didn't have multi-tracking even <laughs> yeah it's a long story but computers can be funny animals uh, yes i had a lot of problems with technical stuff trying to get multi-tracking going and kept having lag problems where one track would lag behind the other finally i just decided okay i'm going to play guitar and vocals onto one track one take here's the song then i mastered the hell out of it <laughs> so is that way, the way most of these were recorded you just did it all as one take yeah well not just i won't say one take i can record them again and again but sure. i'm just saying that you know um most of them I think probably took about two or three takes. Some of the songs were a little bit harder. Some of the ones that, uh, like I think Surrender to Me and Take It on Faith were a little tougher. Take It on Faith is kind of a challenging vocal vocal mm -hmm. song. Surrender to Me <clears throat> was kind of, uh, I hadn't played it in a long time for one. I kind of had to relearn some of these songs because, you know, they've been spread out over the years. And when you don't, you know, if they're not included in your set list, you have to refresh your memory and redo them, you know, and, and sometimes you end up reworking them a little bit. And there's a lot of a lot of practice and a lot of uh, work that went into this CD, and I think it shows in the sound, and I really tried to, to keep a kind of a, I don't want to say a raw sound, but I tried to keep it from being too overproduced and overpolished. It's, it's, I just wanted, you know, I wanted it to sound real. It does. It sounds really good. I, I like the. I've always enjoyed your music, and I'm glad that you're putting out an album of all these great songs. And there's a lot of all my many of my favorites on here, as I mentioned. Killing Time, Stella is another one of my favorites off of here. Taking Up Faith is another good song. Well, thanks. I, I get a lot of re good responses from Stella, which is, you know, it's pretty amazing. It's like, uh, you know, certain songs like Upside Down. Uh, you know, that's like basically my start the set off song. You know, mm -hmm. it's like an upbeat jumping kind of a song. And then you go to something like Stella, which is like all in minors and depressing sounding almost. <laughs> you know, Stella's a song about this woman that I used to uh, hang out with in the karaoke bars. I used to do a lot of karaoke when, uh, when I wasn't playing shows. Yep. And she was one of those people that she would get drunk and have a good time with her friends, but you could see the sadness. Yep. And, you know, a lot of other people kind of blew it off and whatever, but I could see it. And that's what I wrote that song about. And it's all about, you, you know, she was in the middle of going through a divorce and she was miserable, but she was, you know, laughing and hiding it. And, you know, but she couldn't hide it for me. And that's how that song ended up being written. And I ended up showing that song to her, at one point after that, I showed her the lyrics, and it just blew her mind. You know, she's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> hmm. You know, that's that's the emotional impact. It's like uh, "Forever in a Day," which is like a love song ballad that's on there as well. I wrote that for a waitress that I was infatuated with at the time, <laughs> and I brought my guitar into the bar in the middle of lunch rush, 
and she sat down and I played it for her. Wow. It was pretty pretty emotional moment. <laughs> so you, you played it for her in in middle of lunch rush, so all the customers heard it as well, right? What, are they, what, was, exactly, the customers, what yeah. was the customer's reaction? You know, uh, it, it was one of those, it's one of those bars where the people sit along the bar and drink and don't look up. It was kind of weird. None of, nobody really even paid attention. <laughs> so nobody really gave any reaction other than her. No, just That's funny. she was riveted. Yeah, of course. <laughs> they were all like, you know, it was like I wasn't there. Wow. Yeah, it was a pretty strange story. So what's uh, what's your future plans? I know you got some gigs coming up on uh, in October. You got anything <clears throat> Yeah, I guess I've got uh, some shows coming up in October, November, playing uh, at the Junction and the Farmington Winery, October 17th, October 25th, I'm playing at Modern Exchange in Southgate, Michigan, and November 15th, I will be playing a rare Sunday afternoon show at uh, Solid Grounds Coffee House in Northville, downtown Northville. Cool. Those coffee houses are good for the acoustic music. That's where I've heard some of it as well as i heard yours a long long time ago at the grind in Wyandotte, michigan that's right yeah it's outside the grind for the for the the Wyandotte art yeah, fair i was playing out the Wyandotte art fair that yes. was a good gig i enjoyed that that was with uh mike vile and jerry dyer yep. i believe yep that was that was good times yeah um, you know those that was a fun i went down there it was weird i went down there last year with my wife and walked around and uh it was kind of boring, actually. I mean, I don't know what the deal was, but we couldn't find anything good. You know, we just kind of walked around the whole place and kept getting attacked by gnats. Yeah, those art fairs are kind of weird like that. But I enjoyed hanging out with you there. Yeah. That was the best part. That was oh, yeah. when we got to hang out by the booth and go check out some music and stuff. And That was fun. <clears throat> well, cool. I, felt, I felt like, man, why am I down here? I should be up there. Well, hopefully someday you will be in Pine <laughs> Knob, in Pine Knob. There you go. Playing Pine Knob in the Palace, all those places like that. What's Pine Knob? <laughs> I'm sorry. DTE Energy Music Theater. <laughs> I don't refuse yeah. to call it anything but Pine Knob. I call it Energy Knob. Energy Knob. There you go. That's even better. That's what I call it. I, you know, it's like Energy Knob works for me. It's it's just kind of a, you know, I don't think I've seen, have I seen, a show? I have seen shows there since it was DTE, but most of the shows I've seen there were Pine Knob. Yeah. You know, and that's like, uh, that's a classic venue for seeing a show because especially like I've seen some pretty crazy shows there when I saw some Metallica suicidal tendencies and Danzig there and oh wow I can't tell you you know standing at the bottom of the lawn I can't tell you how many dirt clods I got hit with <laughs> I've got hit a few people myself I was wearing a white Allison Chains t-shirt and I it was brown by the time I left <laughs> it was, that's what happens to those outdoor venues you get that kind of stuff happening oh yeah but it's a great time, though. Yeah, it's yeah. Fun. Oh, yeah. You know, the lawn is where the party is. The pavilion, everybody's just sitting there watching the show, but the lawn's fun. Yep. Where's the best place where everybody can find your music and all more information about you? If they haven't heard enough of it here, they want to get more. Well, let's see. Which website, which website shall I give out? <laughs> There's so many. Well, what's the, what's the one that everybody can go to that has links to every place else, like your Twitter, your my Facebook, everything like that? Well, the best one to get a hold of everything at would probably be the MySpace page, which is uh, myspace.com slash Vince Smith Project. Um, the one that has probably the most information and everything would be the Reverb Nation page, which is www.reverbnation.com slash Vince Smith. There you go. And, That's probably uh, the- working on putting together a website of my own. I used to have one, uh, vincesmithmusic.com, but some guy in New York bought it after I got rid of it. 
So ah. there's there's a musician in New York with the name Vince Smith that just uh, keeps popping up on Google every time I search for myself. <laughs> Imagine just, that. There's more than one Vince Smith. Oh, there's a lot of them. <laughs> I know. It's, it's probably a very common name. There's a hairdresser in New York, too, named Vince Smith, and it's like... Okay, that's not me. That's that. Yeah, well, you've got plenty of hair to be a hairdresser. You could be a good hairdresser. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> I have enough trouble dressing my own hair. <laughs> Anyways, hair? What hair? Yeah, you don't have any hair? Uh, I don't have a lot left. <laughs> no, no, you don't have a lot left. Anyways, uh, yeah, you know, the MySpace and the Reverb Nation are the best places to go. Uh, definitely, if you want to sign up for a mailing list and find out what's going on with me, you want to go to sign up at Reverb Nation. Yeah. Uh, that's, you know, I, I, MySpace, if you ask me to be a friend, I most likely will, unless you're, like, spamming me with, you know, sex tapes or <laughs> trying to sell me something, you know what I mean? Yep. But, you know, <clears throat> I've used the MySpace for the longest time. And then the other ones are, you know, I'm trying to get into this. Twitter is um, uh, twitter.com, Vince Smith Music. Yeah, it's way too long, too. Well, you know, Vince Smith was gone, and there's a lot of them like that. I can't, you know, even VinceSmith.com is gone. uh, V-Smith. Yeah, what I was thinking is uh, I'm going to do what uh, Kevin Smith did. You know who Kevin Smith is? Yes, I know who Kevin Smith is. He's Uh, your brother, right? Right, no. (laughs) I wish. He's got lots of money. (laughs) No, but you know, from uh, Jay and Silent yes, Bob and all yes. that, he uh, has a website and he has his Twitter is known as that Kevin Smith. Yes. So I thought that was so kind of cool. You'd be that Vince Smith. I'm that Vince Smith. Yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah, that Vince Smith. I like that one. You should do that. Change it today. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking about that. I may just do that, but it's a, then he might think I'm copying off him. So? <laughs> I am, though, so it doesn't matter. So? But, uh, okay, man. Well, uh, I'm, I'm going to finish things off with uh, Stella, if that's okay with you. Yeah, that's great. Uh, you want to give me an intro for it, too, for Insomnia Radio Detroit? <laughs> an intro. Yeah. Hi, this is Vince Smith, and you're listening to Les Zaldor on Insomnia Radio Detroit, and this is my song, Stella. Cool. Thanks, Vince. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Lost in a waking dream, all of the prayers have gone unanswered. She walks through this world silently sad and half plastered. She searches for love in all of the places that she knows she won't find it. Trying to undo the past Though she knows She can't rewind it But Stella, can't you see Your life's not the way you want it to be Stella, can't you see If you're not happy, set him free No satisfaction She smiles on the outside But inside she ain't laughing Never stays at home Cause she don't wanna wait For something she knows won't happen Tries to hide it well But she knows damn well That she can't hide it from me 
agony of living a lie and hope that no one will see. But Stella, can't you see? Your life's not the way you want it to be. Stella, can't you see? If you're not happy, set him free. Well, excuse me for saying what's on my mind But it's only because I care The way you want it to be, Stella, can't you see? If you're not happy, set him free. Oh, Stella, can't you see? Your life's not the way you want it to be, Stella, can't you see? If you're not happy, set him free. In a waking dream, all of the prayers have gone unanswered. You've been listening to IR Detroit, part of the Insomnia Radio regional family of shows. For detailed show notes and band links, head over to Detroit.insomniaradio.net or to subscribe and get it delivered, feeds.feedburner.com slash IR Detroit, or just look for us in iTunes. Thanks for listening. <laughs>